it's time. It's time once again to take a journey. So turn on the lights, pull your chair up, get a little closer to the computer, and get ready, because the journey's about to begin. You find yourself alone late at night, driving in the mountains of North Carolina. You're lost, you think to yourself, but no, something is calling you. Something is drawing you in. You turn your radio on, and there it is. A faint station, wafting in and out of the static of the night. A man named Eric, running a show called The Midnight Cafe, calls to you. The conversation seems strange at first, but as you listen, as his voice fades in and out of the static, you realize this is where you were meant to be. This is what you were meant to listen to. For the next two hours, you and I will take a journey, because I am Eric, and this is the Midnight Cafe. We will take a journey that takes us from the normal, well, all the way through to the paranormal and beyond. We'll talk about the knowns and the unknowns, and everything in between. And together, perhaps we'll make a little sense out of this crazy world we all live in. Join us tonight and every Saturday night from 7 o'clock till, well, till whenever. Hey, everybody. It is Eric, owner of the Midnight Cafe, and there I am, the owner of the Midnight Cafe and Farpoint Farms. I have with me tonight my co-host, Rockin' Woody. Rockin' Woody, go ahead and say hello. Hello, everybody. How are we doing out there tonight? Pretty good myself. How about you, my friend? Oh, not too bad. Just trying to stay warm. It is freezing here. Yeah. Tell me about it. We got a little bit of snow today. We got some people already chiming in here. Uh, Vacuum Tube Junkie, hello. How you doing there from California? And, uh, well, hello from the Bluegrass State. Is this the Art Bell Show? No, this is the Midnight Cafe. It's like if Art Bell was poor and... Didn't have any money, but decided to still get on the radio. <laughs> and speaking of radio, <laughs> we are broadcasting live on 1670 Wasted Radio here in the mountains of North Carolina. It's our little pirate radio station that we have here. Jason, you want to talk maybe a little bit about uh, the history of 1670 for a bit? Oh, gladly. Well, we started in 1999, I believe. Yeah. Started time. with a one little mile long transmitter. Yeah. Talking around town in a one-mile transmitter, but I'll tell you what—we had some great nights, didn't we? Oh, we had some blasts. Had people come in. To, sure. Had people come in and do the show with us. Had people call in. Made a few calls too. I, I don't know if any of those are really legal, but we certainly talked to some folks. <laughs> I can remember a certain Memorial Day, perhaps 2001, 2002, where we made a few, few phone calls and talked to some folks in the world. And and uh, man, what, <laughs> what a day. <laughs> Something about goats and all bunch. Of, I don't know. It was it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting a comment here. Hold on a second. Uh, somebody's tuning in from Connecticut. It says uh, one guy, Star Wars Rosie, said you should move your live pick to the other corner. Uh, uh, the conversation covers my picture. Okay, well let me see if I can do that. I, guys, bear in mind you, that uh, you don't you don't want to see him anyway. Trust me. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I guess that's. That's about where you get it, I'm afraid. But, yeah, you're not missing much. Uh, I have a, a voice and a face for radio. Let's put it that way, right? <laughs> See, Terry, you said we took the cold down there. Where are you at? Mr. Terry O'Neill. Terry O'Neill. Oh, yeah. Since how, 
Yeah, pretty much. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it, it's been about 60, 70 degrees here most of the days. And then for the last couple of days, it got down to 30s and 20s. It's been a little shocking. Boy, I'll trade you. We got some snow this morning, got a little ice this evening. And uh, tomorrow, I think they're calling for more snow. <clears throat> Winter came early here to the mountains, North Carolina. I think uh, I think it came pretty early everywhere. Terry's saying just outside of Charlotte. Well, that's not too far from here. You're about 10 degrees difference from where we're at up here. But uh, not a bad place to live. Big old city. Uh, Jason, weren't you thinking about moving to Charlotte there for a while, weren't you? Yeah, I was thinking about relocating. I'm in Raleigh now, so I'm not too far from you, Terry. Cool, yeah, I was thinking about moving down there, but ended up staying. Uh, Mickey P is saying, I think you're really onto something here. I got you streaming in my truck right now, driving home through this baby blizzard in the suburbs of Chicago. Rockin' Woody, let me ask you something, man. How does that make you feel? God, that's amazing, man. Thank you, Mickey, for tuning in. We've, we've, me and Eric, we've loved this, and we've done this millions of times, and we just never dreamed that we'd actually be doing this today. It was We were having a conversation not too long ago about how uh, we just we never would have imagined if you asked us in 99 what we would be doing in 2019, and it would be broadcasting you guys. It's just amazing. The technology is just incredible. To go from that, you know, 100-milliwatt pirate radio station, uh, you know, just just to this, broadcasting worldwide, and the ability for people with their phones to stream this in their cars, driving all around America, it does feel a little bit like Art Bell. I do feel honored to be a part of this little piece of history. And I know we are small beans, baby, but uh, we're, we're there. We're, I mean, we're really on the air. We're really doing this. I want to welcome everyone. This is obviously our first YouTube show, and it, and it probably will be a little bit of a bumpy ride. A lot of software, a lot of uh, a lot of planning went into this, and uh, I'm sure it'll look a little bit like amateur hour here. But bear with us, hang in there, and and you know the story will improve. <laughs> Start of a good ride. Yeah, let's go for it. Uh, so look, let's let's get to it. I, I want everyone to uh, realize we're going to be taking calls here later on. Rock and Woody's going to be with us, or Jason's going to be with us uh, till about eight o'clock. After that, uh, I'm going to open the lines. You can see over here in the corner that uh, you can call me up uh, via Skype at live at the Midnight Cafe and uh, join the show. You can come on uh, in video or you can come on in audio only. I know some people don't want to have their face shown, and that's that's quite all right. But uh, yeah, let's get to the news, man. What do you say? Yeah, let's take it out. So, the first thing in the news I would say that we have to look at today would be, well, it would have to be the wall and the government shutdown. So uh, let's just let's just get to it, right? We got a picture here. I'm going to share with y'all. Uh, Jason, uh, you did some reading on this today. I've been following this. Obviously, this is kind of a big deal, but uh, you know, left left or right or somewhere in between, it doesn't matter. Uh, apparently, it has not been too difficult to convince. Uh, about 40% of the country, that it's a good idea to leave your doors locked at night. Um, my personal opinion is I lock my doors at night, and I think you should too. So, <laughs> I mean, that's where we're at on this. But, uh, <laughs> you know, old DJT has decided to lock down the government and shut down some parts of it. And I did a little bit of an informal poll. Jason, uh, you were part of that poll. Uh, when we asked people from around the town and, and, and Jason asked some of his family and friends, uh, you know, what their feelings were on the closing. Uh, I think everyone pretty well agreed. They just don't care. Uh, the government is humongous. This shutdown affects a small minority of it and not too many people even have it on their radar. If it weren't talked about in the news, I don't know that there'd be many folks that actually even knew it was happening. Is that pretty much what you're hearing on, on your end? 
that's pretty much the same thing. What I'm understanding from people, it's more of a, it's, I think everyone's gotten used to the ploy and used to the crowd. And it's just, I think everyone's just done with it. To be honest with you. Yeah. It's, it's just the way it is. We're having some comments here. Uh, somebody's getting ready to fire up a Kuba Kuba cigar. Well, good. That sounds pretty darn good. Uh, Ricky's chiming in. He's loving the show. Uh, Star Wars Rosie's talking about it already being built. Keep going, and that's a good spot for your pick. Well, thank you, Star Wars Rosie. Dusty Bottoms comments that he doesn't lock the door. <laughs> Dusty Bottoms lives on a compound surrounded by hundreds of acres of nothing. And if anyone made it to his house, it uh, it would not be an uninvited guest. It would be an unexpected enemy, and I'm sure he would deal with that uh, the same way I would. <laughs> Michael Sean's checking in from Texas. Great, and a happy Saturday to you, Dave G., as well. Let's go ahead. Uh, you know, so here's what's here's what's really happening with this mess. You know, on one side you have uh, the president talking about perhaps building this wall, and uh, there's been a couple companies. I'll go ahead and show this picture here uh, that have come up with designs for this this structure that they're trying to build, and and they're working on it. But I'll be honest with you, if they got started on it yesterday, they wouldn't be done with it for a decade, and uh, they're not going to start on it yesterday. They're not probably going to start on it for several years. This will be something that goes on and on and on. So on the one hand, I appreciate the fact that uh, the current president is kind of forcing the issue to at least decide to either do it or not do it. But presidents come and go, Congresses come and go, and the Supreme Court has uh, you know, been shook up recently. So these things might get approved and then held up in court. These things might not get approved and then go through the courts. We may end up with an emergency mandate. I personally would like to see it built. I see no reason why we shouldn't have protection at our southern border and, quite frankly, at our northern border if it becomes an issue. Right now, it's not an issue. We do have some illegal immigration issues coming in from the north, but just nowhere near the magnitude of the hordes that are coming in through the south. Your thoughts on that, Jason? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, there's no reason why we shouldn't have some protection. Yeah. We are our nation. We should defend our nation. Agreed. I, I don't think there's any other country that, that wouldn't uh, act in its own best interest. And for some reason, reasons that we, the people, just don't really probably are privy to, uh, there's a reason why they're not wanting to do it. So, Any of your thoughts out there? Let's see what some of the comments are on this subject. Oh, James Smith is saying some nice words here. Big future for Farpoint Farms in the Midnight Cafe. Congrats on the new program. Thank you very much, James. Uh, it's a big day here at Farpoint Farms. And again, to everyone listening and those who come and go and listen to this later on, this will be the uh, only broadcast of the Midnight Cafe here on this channel. I do have another YouTube channel called the Midnight Cafe, and uh, all future live shows will be there, as well as specials and other things. But don't worry, the Farpoint Farms channel will continue, and the video uploads will continue. This is a New Year's resolution and something that uh, folks wanted us to do. So here we are. We're doing it. Uh, other comments here, we need the wall badly. Uh, let the Army Corps of Engineers go ahead and build it. I could agree with that 100%. We have troops. We have troops that are well-funded. We have troops that are well-fed. Let's use the troops, and uh, let's do it. I like Dusty Bottoms' comment right there, the automatic turrets. Automatic turrets, yeah. Uh, you know, interesting. <laughs> Laser-guided systems. Yeah, interesting that, uh, you know, a lot of countries do use landmines uh, and uh, and. There's a whole organization that's against that, and, and I agree with it, but it's an effective deterrent. Uh, if you try to walk through a landmine field, you're, you're not going to have a happy ending to that story, and that in itself dissuades people from trying. You try to tunnel under landmines, a lot of times you're going to detonate them with the vibrations. So, Anyway, that's it for that subject. Uh, Star Wars Rosie's topping, talking here, saying big day and big topic. Are you sure you want to talk politics? Star Wars Rosie, we are not talking politics. We're just talking the news. 
Uh, I'm not taking a side here. I have my own personal opinions, but uh, this is going nowhere, and I'm certainly not going to try to convince anyone that it should go somewhere. So with that said, we'll go ahead and move on to uh, to the next thing. And, uh, and that's kind of probably the funniest thing, probably the funniest thing that's happened in a while here. I'm going to go ahead and pull myself back up. Oh, we got some more here. Uh, Mickey P saying, uh, I am all for supporting the president. Uh, what is your opinion on how they were able to cut the steel wall with a saw? Uh, yeah, Mickey, I, I agree. I do think that, 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 uh, that picture looked like it was done with a saw, but let's, let's go a little farther here. How many folks are rolling up with a uh, gas powered chop saw and about 25 spare blades to get something like that done? So a little unrealistic. Yeah. You can knock down any structure given enough time and energy, but, uh, let's, let's face it here. I don't think they're going to be rolling with that kind of, that kind of stuff. So, uh, but let's move on to something a little more funny here. I want to talk about, uh, well, let's see here. I want to talk about, about this. You guys ready for this? Because this is, this is kind of funny. I like this one. This guy. <laughs> this guy right here. This guy right here is Mr. Bezos. Who's familiar with him? Yeah, Mr. Bezos, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Jason, what do you think? Yep. What do you think? A lot of, this of money. Guy? A lot of money. This is the richest man oh, in the world. Hilarious. Yeah. Pretty well, wild. He's about to, he, he was the richest man in the world. He's about to go through a divorce and no prenup, no prior agreement. He's about to lose most of it, my guess. Yeah. He is about to lose a lot of it. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at his wife and I'm thinking, not bad. I don't, I don't know if I would have a, I'd have a hard time getting rid of that. Even if there wasn't money involved, I would have a very hard time getting rid of that. I, I don't know her name. I don't really follow these type of situations, but the fact uh, the money involved in this one just just makes me think like <laughs> just makes me wonder. I don't know, man. The guy's obviously very smart. He created Amazon, uh, the richest man in the world. He's obviously made a lot of right choices in life. I just don't know. I just don't know why you would ever want to uh, file for divorce uh, and lose half. So, as you were saying, Jason, uh, go ahead and talk about what what what's going to happen to her. Well, she's going to become, I think, what it was the top 10 richest person in the world after this divorce is what it's speculated to be, That's right. which means he goes from the top five to the top 20. Yeah. <laughs> and probably half of his proceeds are going to end up going to her for quite a long time. Imagine a divorce that literally turns you from the wife of the richest man in the world to one of the richest people in the world, right up there in the oh, top I got, 10. I hope she was worth it. It's, this is crazy. Uh, I mean, and, uh, you know, let's go ahead. I'll go, I'll pull up another picture over there. Uh, man, you know, there she is. Right. So not, not, a. I mean, she's not even that hot. She's not, she's not worth millions of dollars. Not in my opinion. She's good looking, but she is good looking. She's just, you know, she's your average woman, but she obviously keeps up with herself for her age. She looks like she's probably maybe around my age. I don't know. Don't know much about her to be honest with you, but I'll tell you what, uh, here in a second, I'll show you, uh, I'll show you what his new squeeze is looking like. And, and I got to say, if I had to pick one or the other, I'd, I'd have hung out with the wife. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting some comments in here. Uh, Lex Luthor's big brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good. Very good evening.
King in Central Kentucky. I appreciate you stopping by, man. Welcome to the Midnight Cafe. Ricky is saying he may have built Amazon, but she may own it all when it's said and done, or half of it. That may it. very well happen. And you know, that's that's actually, you know, it's not just the billions, but she's entitled to uh, some of those business proceeds, some of the property, and and you know, that property is part of it. So I I do look forward to this in a in a weird, twisted way. I kind of. I wonder if we might have Amazon and Amazon female or something. I don't know what you want to call it, but I, what do you think, man? Might be Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> There's no telling. I'm, I'm very interested to see how this one plays out. I didn't know a lot about their previous relationship or how long they've been together, but just something like this, it is kind of infathomable to think about. Well, apparently uh, they, they and started And what's funny. Yep. Yeah. I'll just say it, 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 it's just funny to think all that. They're probably going to argue over a million dollars out of a multi-million dollar deal, and you couldn't even fathom that. Just imagine what the lawyers are going to make on that divorce. They're getting a cut, too. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Uh, we got another one here. David G. saying, uh, hello from my temporary location in Durham, North Carolina. Well, that's not too far from where Rockin' Woody here is hanging out. Heading back to New Hampshire in a few months. Good. Ride the winter out uh, down here in some warmer weather. All right, let's go and see what he's traded out this uh, wonderful wife of his for. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for this? Um, there she is. I don't like to say bad things about folks, but I, my first opinion is that he's downgrading a bit, and uh, she is a little she, bit. Yeah, she's definitely upgrading. There's no doubt about that. I don't care who she was dating or seeing or married to before, but you know, yeah, it's crazy. She's definitely getting an upgrade. She's definitely not going to have to worry about uh, getting her nails done or whatnot. Looks like maybe, well, if yeah. No, in case she's listening, yeah. you know, I'm, I, I could be available mm -hmm. by gotcha. the hour if needed. Yeah, yeah. I think we've had this talk at work once or twice, but for the right amount of money, anyone will do just about anything, and uh, my price isn't all that high. All right, well, I see Michael Sean's comment, and I'm wondering, is he describing her, or was he questioning the comment earlier? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it says Amazon yeah. women, question mark. <laughs> yeah, 741 saying he went the wrong way on that one, and, and Michael Sean's talking plastic. I, I agree. I think there's I think there's been some work done, and she's awfully awfully early for that. There's another picture of her, a little more flattering perhaps, but I, I'm definitely going with maybe some augmentation. But, you know, Bezos is all about, you know, the Amazon Echo and AI being in the system and, and all that good stuff, and maybe maybe he just wants a woman that's also been modified and maybe has a little AI going on inside of her. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> For a weaver, I agree. It is okay to be bald because I am one of them myself. Yeah, that's right, man. You can either be hairy, you can be bald, or in Rock and Woody's case, you can be bald and hairy. Go figure that one out, right? Some of us just get the real, <laughs> all the luck. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, well, enough of Bezos. He's an interesting character. Just, I mean, I really don't care much about him. I can't, this is almost like, this is almost like gossip here, but I <laughs> just... You know, when you read the news in the morning, I saw this and I thought, wow, man, I got to I gotta at least comment on that one. But all right, we'll go ahead and get rid of him. Uh, now on to uh, uh, some more interesting news. We're going to talk about... Uh, well, I, let, let, let me say before we switch topics, okay. there are any women out in the audience, you should probably be taking notes if you want to you know, live a good life. There's your role model right there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The price we is right, Mickey P. You got this. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Well, moving on from uh, that kind of comical talk to uh, to something more serious. This is something I want to spend a little while on. I want to get your opinions on this because this is this isn't political, but there's a lot of folks that have their opinions on this and uh, 
His current wife is a smoke show. Yikes. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to talk about Elon Musk and SpaceX because it was kind of an interesting week for SpaceX. Actually, it's been kind of an interesting uh, decade for uh, SpaceX. I know. Be careful. I'm becoming the Sun tabloid, right? Yeah, I don't want to become that show. I don't really want to cover these topics, but I just, I don't know. There's something about that one just cracked me up. So, uh, SpaceX, 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 man. So, Elon Musk uh, announced this week that he's laying off 10% of his workforce. Rumors swirling around whether or not that's uh, a good thing or a bad thing. My theory is he's just trimming the fat. This guy, and Jason, I think this is where you and I will probably uh, have a lot in common as far as our thoughts on this. Most of you here are listening to the channel have no idea about this, but the... Uh, Jason and I also uh, were into rocketry for a while. In fact, we were mm-hmm. quite into rocketry. And uh, both of us are definitely no rocket scientists. But, uh, well, uh, it, it, the idea of going to space, the idea of pushing the envelope, I think, interests both of us. Uh, this picture, yes, if, if we had money, this would have been us. Yeah, and that we, is – yeah, that's my opinion. It, yeah, we would have been broadcasting this show from space. <laughs> yeah. You know, Elon Musk, is he, he's got so many funny things to say if you listen to his interviews. And I know he took some heat recently. He went on Joe Rogan's show and may have smoked some, uh, you know, wacky tobacco or something like that. But uh, he literally is uh, just an average dude who just struck it rich and just wants to do cool things. Yeah, semi-professional hillbilly, you just, you just summed it up perfectly. The dude shot a car into space. <laughs> i'm not gonna read that second part but you know it, it, it could be it is ellen musk you know but jason i'm gonna pull up a picture here and uh, when you stop laughing you can comment on it but i do believe that ought to bring something to your head there take a look at that one there when it comes up on your screen <laughs> i love it that's great <laughs> ellen musk and the mousternauts right yep. <laughs> incredible so here's now, my. In case anybody doesn't catch the reference, we used to do this. That's that's what we. Uh, yes. We had uh, little sets for our mice, and we gave them a great life, where other mice were getting eaten by snakes and held in pet stores. We took them and showed them adventure. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But I tell you, back to back to him, and just just some of the technology this guy's come up with. So using outside the box thinking, not using bureaucratic just the mud that lives in bureaucracy, the sluggishness of any government agency. This gentleman has invested his own time, his own money, probably poached some of the most uh, important people from NASA and probably also just found people in the industry or found people who had his passion and has come up with some truly amazing things. The launch of that uh, large rocket, what was it, the Falcon Heavy, when he fired his uh, car into space. And here, let's pull up a picture of that. There we go. Uh... You know, that was the accumulation of a lot of things that people thought couldn't be done, a lot of people saying he's crazy. And uh, I believe this year, if I'm not mistaken, Jason, this is the year that he'll be using the Falcon to launch uh, U.S. astronauts to the space station. Is that correct? Yeah, that's what I'm – I was actually looking at some facts earlier, and he somehow – he managed to cut down the cost about 90% of getting to the, yeah. uh, the space station. So I think that was in their plans, but they do keep they he sets a plan for the end of the year, then changes it to the end of the next year. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, one thing I will say about him, and it kind of gets people's excitement up, maybe a little bit, you know, prematurely, is that his timelines are usually a little bit off. You know, he wants to be to Mars by 2015, and here we are in 2019. So there's there's things that he shoots for that obviously 
reality kicks in and it takes them longer to develop and design and get these things off the ground. But what we can learn from Elon Musk is that eventually he gets these things off the ground and the fact that there's a Tesla floating through our little universe off into the oblivion is, is proof of that. So what I ask you, the listener, um, go ahead and chime in. What are your thoughts? Are we wasting money trying to get to these other planets? Are we wasting money building technology to get into space? Or are we in the infancy of creating a world where we no longer are bound to this world, where we can travel faster than light, where we can travel to other worlds? Uh, you know, I'd like to think of a future where mankind doesn't self-destruct, which is unfortunately what I do believe will happen here. But I, I like to think that people like Ellen Muntz uh, that take their money and their knowledge and their, and their passion and uh, do stuff like this will eventually lead us to the stars. And I want to know what, what your opinions are out there. Jason, you can go ahead and fill in, too. I'm just going to wait for some comments to roll in. Yeah, I'd love to hear the opinions, too. I mean, do, do y'all think there's anything out there to be seen? Do y'all even think we've been out there? You know, there's always the hopes and the conspiracy theorists. And I would love to hear what the uh, general consensus is. Uh, Jordan B. is saying if the U.S. does not get control of space, <laughs> then the Chinese or Russians will beat us to it. I, I, I mean, I agree with that. Although space, at least uh, inner space, like space you know, within our lower Earth atmosphere, if we start playing around as far as getting into duking matches and stuff out there, we're going to end up with such a debris field that no one's going to be leaving the planet anytime soon. Uh, so, bro, uh, bro Weaver is saying getting a colony on Mars is the first step. That's kind of where I want us to go. I know that AI and robotics and these these remote missions are are something that you know that kind of uh, seem to be what we've been doing for the last 25 years. But I won't be truly truly engaged in this until there's a man on the moon and uh well let's see what else we got here dusty bottom saying i know you disagree but i don't see a future in space but do they appreciate what he does creating cheap building materials yeah yeah uh, i mean he's his that tech when we build stuff to go into space dusty uh that tech eventually bleeds out into uh regular life and so yeah solar panels well that's and, uh, a lot of our a lot of our technology it came from the apollo program so that's indeed Ah, funny thing here, I'm actually drinking Tang, so uh, there you go, right out of the space <laughs> mission. Yeah, who knew? So, uh, yeah, I'll say uh, semi-professional hillbilly as a taxpayer, it irks me that we can pull off a space shot for what NASA spends on coffee. And again, that goes back to government spending, government bureaucracy, the layers of government, and uh, and how independent or private parties generally do a better job of just about everything other than, well, heck, I'll, no, you know what, I'll even say it. I think an independent party could fight a war better than the U.S. Army, and, and I'm a former Army member, so I think uh, I think that they could do it more efficiently anyway. Uh, NASA, never a straight answer. Yeah, NASA, it definitely has have some things going on there, doesn't it? David G's commenting on the Space Force. Yeah, DJT did create the Space Force. A lot of people were laughing about that. Believe me, if they're spending money on it, there's a reason for it. That's that's my opinion on that one. Uh, Jason, you can chime in anytime you want. Uh Frogman saying there won't be long and there'll be a Starbucks on Mars. <laughs> I hope so. I hope it's in my lifetime. I, I kind of, I think in the last two or three years, I've started to believe that perhaps we won't colonize Mars or even visit Mars in my lifetime. Uh, when I was born uh, in the early 70s, you know, we were still going to the moon. And uh, and I thought, you know, well, the space shuttle, they're going to build a space station. And then we're going to have Mars missions and moon missions. We haven't even been back to the moon in 50 years, and uh, that's that's sad. That's really sad. I hope it happens, but I'm, I'm losing hope. People like Elon Musk uh, give me hope. I just hope they don't I, derail him. I tend to agree with Mickey P's comment about checking the – he says, I don't know. I think we should check out the ocean a little bit more. 
so much we don't know about it. And that is true. That's always been a fascination for me. You yeah. get down the the Marianas Trench and all that deep stuff. Yeah. The Bermuda Triangle, they always said, had special stuff. I mean, I, I agree with you there on that one. Yeah, I will agree with that. There's a lot about our own planet we don't know, and certainly we should invest money in that. Um, it's amazing the pressures and stuff down there at the Mariana Trench and some of these these deep, dark holes of our ocean. that We can kind of map it with radar, but as far as getting equipment down there to actually see what's going on, to uh, study the life that's down there, it's that's pretty heavy-duty stuff. And I, I know there's companies out there that are doing it, but most of those companies are doing it for the same reason Munsk is probably doing it eventually. So he... He wants to go to Mars. He wants to have his pet projects, but he's able to use his company uh, and make money off of that company by shooting satellites into orbit, by eventually taking astronauts into orbit. So he's funding his dreams with a uh, with a program that, that can pay for it. And I think that's the big problem with deep ocean exploration is how do you justify it? How do you spend you know 12 or $14 billion on a project that reaps no rewards other than knowledge? In this world, it's 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 hard to have that. And that's absolutely right. That's been the reason we don't know what we don't know because no one wants to fund it. Yep. There's no reason for it. Yeah. We'll spend $65 billion on a small war in the Middle East, but we won't spend $10 billion to, uh, you know, to go to the moon. It's kind of kind of an interesting duality of man, I guess. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Barry saying I it feel... Is. Yeah. Barry saying he feels the risk of sending <clears throat> passengers to Mars is a huge risk. I agree with that. It's probably... It's probably the biggest risk that uh, any of them will ever take if they depart on that journey. I think Elon Musk said uh, something, and I don't know if he meant it as a joke or not, but it was hilarious and true all at the same time. He said, I would like to die on Mars, just not on landing. <laughs> so uh, I think he <laughs> very likely make it all the way off our planet and all the way on a six to nine months journey oh, to the stars and then get there and find out that... Uh, yeah, you, you missed the landing and smashed into a million pieces. What a tragic way to end such a uh, an incredible journey. But we'll have to wait and see if, if it happens. Seven forty one is commenting. We are going to the moon, and I'm working for a company that has a small piece of the Orion capsule. Very cool. Seven forty one. Very neat. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Frogman saying, "Will my SSB reach Mars?" You know. Sounds funny, man, but yes, uh, four watts is enough to reach another planet, no doubt. Uh, people bounce see signals. Barry's... Mm -hmm. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, you can bounce signals off the moon. I don't see any reason why a signal uh, would not make it all the way there. As long as it gets past the orbit, it's going to bounce off into the universe. Go ahead, Jason. I, I see Barry's comment. And he's, you know, there is no turning back once it starts. But i got to be honest with you. If someone gave me the option to be going to Mars, I think I would take the risk. I wouldn't be a part of that. I agree. I agree. I think it's a, you know, and his idea is to get people to Mars and then never, never come home. I think the people that will go there, they'll they'll start a colony and they won't have a return trip. So it is a one way trip, which is a little harsh. Um, but I, I think this when I think about going to the Mars, I would love to I would love to explore the planet. I would love to be a part of that. And I would love to be a pioneer because in my heart, I'm an, an adventurer and explorer. I like to do new things. Here we are. You know, here we are right here. So. Um, but I will say that the idea of being enclosed for the rest of my life does kind of never to go outside and stand in the sun, you know, without a suit on, never to be able to breathe the fresh air. That would be that would be a difficult thing to get accustomed to. No doubt about that. And uh, I think that's probably my only my only just issue with that. It's just I don't know. But I would probably still still make that choice. 
I, I can see that. I, st- I still fantasize about it. And every time I think about Mars, I think total recall. So <laughs> <laughs> get your ass to Mars. <laughs> uh bro weaver's uh saying anybody going to call in let's go bro weaver uh the way the system is set up right now i can only have uh jason with me until uh eight o'clock when he leaves i will be taking calls so if you want to call in at that point we can right now we're going to just be taking uh you know the comments unfortunately i'm working on it guys hopefully we'll be able to get two or three or four or five people on the show all at once but be amazed that uh you know <laughs> a mechanic turned homesteader uh got this done i mean this is you know this might not seem like much to you but brother this ain't talking on the old pirate radio station anymore and yeah i can imagine i'm 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 not there with eric but he's describing what he said he's gone through and I've, i've been trying to help research this with him as well and just reading through all the technical technical help me's and how you connect this with that and people from all over the world. It, it gets a little hectic. So my hat's off to you, Eric, for making this happen. Well, I made a promise. Uh, people were asking me all last year, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do this? They wanted more live shows and they wanted to hear more about this little pirate show we were doing. And I decided to kind of change it up and make it uh, more modern, something we could do on YouTube. Because, you know, we used to play a lot of music when we did the Midnight Cafe and did 1670 broadcasts. But we can't really do that here. YouTube with the censorship... You know, they just kind of cut into that stuff. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. We're, we're doing it. We do have some uh, royalty-free music, some of which uh, Jason created himself. We also have some from Marky Shaw who will be playing later on. And uh, if any of you have any music that uh, that is, you know, music you've created yourself that is not set up with a copyright and you would like us to play it, uh, go ahead and mail it to me at Farpoint Farms or the Midnight Cafe, and I'd be happy to put you on the list. In fact, I'll have you on as a guest host and you can talk about your music. So, Jason, your thoughts on that? No, I, yeah, I think that's amazing. I'm, I'm sorry. I was reading comments and I drifted off a little bit. Yeah. Any music you guys got? Um, it was amazing for me. The, the intro music was something I recorded years ago, probably far before 1999. And, um, if for anyone of you guys who makes music, it's, it's awesome to hear it actually being used. So, Definitely send us whatever you got. We'd love to throw it out there for you. It's that sense of accomplishment. It's, it's something neat. I like that. This whole um, this whole show seems like that, doesn't it, Jason? It really does. I'm kind of in awe. Like you said, we're a little bumpy road. Yeah. I think we're doing all right so far. We'll, we'll get this going on. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, well, on to one more story. This one's a little more grim, everyone. Uh, we've got some comments here. Hey, Eric, have you ever played around with amateur satellites? Yes, many years ago. Uh, another night, maybe we'll talk about that. We'll have a whole show on uh, uh, ham radio and bouncing signals off of the moon and bouncing signals off of little satellites. The PicoSat, wasn't it? Uh, I think that was when I was playing with it. Anyway, we're going to go on to one last story, and this one's kind of a little bit more grim. Be prepared to pee your pants. <laughs> Are you ready for this one, Jason? We're going to talk yes. about Yellowstone for a little while. Yeah, Yellowstone. Oh, man, it looks like my face got over here let me move let me move my face over a little bit uh, oh, no. i just moved a little bit yeah now nah, we're just we're just gonna talk about the super volcano that not a big deal underneath that park right <laughs> nothing to see here nothing to see here keep moving <laughs> so this is like one of these things that that really comes into the conspiracy theory world where you just feel like you know, is it or isn't it? Because I, I swear it's funny. You watch some of these YouTubers and uh, some of these folks, you know, that work with the uh, 
geological survey crews and, and some of the information that kind of gets out. And you start to wonder a little bit about it because, uh, and I don't I mean, I am not an expert in this, but anyway, but we'll spend another night where we will focus on Yellowstone. In fact, you know, just to let you know about the Midnight Cafe and what this is, this is kind of a, a welcome show. We're just going to have a little fun tonight. We're going to test out some things and see what works and what doesn't. But in the future, we'll have guests on and we'll be talking about uh, specific topics. Yellowstone will definitely be one of them. Love to talk to you all about the Mandela Effect. Another one, love to talk about ancient history or mankind's forgotten history, something that Bright Insight does a lot of work with. But uh, these are things we'll do in future shows where we'll kind of focus a little bit more on that, especially in the second hour. But, yeah, we're taking a look at this picture. So my understanding is Yellowstone is a supervolcano. It does tend to blow up about every 660,000 years. And it's been about 750,000 years, so she's a little overdue. And uh, there's definitely some some action going on there. You can even the mainstream news reports a little bit on this, talking about you know how, how the geysers have been erupting uh, much more common, much more rapidly. That there's been temperature fluctuations and that the the road is melting, stuff like that. So Jason, any of your you know thoughts on this? I, I'm just going to sit back and listen for a while and read some of these comments and people I'm, let the comments I'm keep just floating. Looking. Yeah, I'm just reading. They're, they're saying that you know, a thousand cubic meters of rock and ash all at once. So, I mean, it, it would be a big deal. But, and I'm not discounted at all. I just, everyone, there's always an end. You know, when this media story goes away, someone else is going to bring up another means of our death and the world's ending. I'm, I don't know. I just, you think about it from back in history, there's always something that's going to kill us all every minute of the day. So, you know, whether it'll be this volcano or an asteroid falling from Mars. It, just ain't no talent. I, I, I love the fascination with it that it's there, and it could be very, very deadly. But I agree with that. It's just, it, yeah. I, I agree with that. The, the, here's what I, I, and you know, again, going through some historical stuff. I'm not an expert on any of this. We will have experts on the show, but you have something like Yellowstone, which could conceivably wipe out, you know, we'll, let's say two thirds of the U.S. Uh, with the ash cloud. If it doesn't kill you, which the hundred, I think it was a 150 mile kill range, maybe even more than that, but uh, the ash will, uh, it's a toxic ash, and if the gases don't kill the folks that are there, if they manage to seek cover or get gas masks on or go into shelters, the ash that coats the earth, uh, those the land, which is our breadbasket, if you look at the map there, that will cause a serious food crisis because that is where we grow the majority of the food for our country. And it would be, uh, it wouldn't grow. I mean, the ash is toxic. Plant life has a hard time with it for at least a good 10 years. Now, there's some other things that they talk about. This also occurs when uh, the Younger Dryas event is the big one that I know of in my history books. That, uh, you know, this would be kind of the equivalent of a good-sized meteor impact where we would lose, we would lose a lot of temperature. <laughs> we would lose, uh, yeah, we would we would enter an ice age most likely, or at least a very uh, close to an ice age, a mini ice age. Temperatures probably drop three to five degrees for about a five to ten year period, which means that a lot of areas that aren't affected by the ash probably would have a hard time growing food. And uh, that's it. I don't know. Yeah, we think it's cold now. It would definitely be a lot colder. Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, uh, guys, this is this is where this will become more like an Art Bell show somewhere down the road. But uh, on future episodes, we will be talking about uh, you know ancient civilizations, the Egyptians, the Mayans, and uh, that the twentieth parallel where where all the pyramids seem to be clustered. And if you look at a picture of the globe and you look at where the uh, pyramids are all 
you notice that it's right down near the equator, down near warm enough areas, and that's because my theory is that the world lives in a pretty much constant state of an ice age, and that what we are experiencing here is a brief respite from that. That uh, you know we get whacked by a good enough sized meteorite every so often, and it kind of keeps our world in a cloudy and cold place. Or something like a super volcano goes off and does the same thing. So, uh, you know, our lives are so small, so short that uh, we probably don't have this affect us. But I, it looks like it's happened before, and it most certainly will happen again. That's actually an interesting theory. Are you are you saying that um, we are on the tail end of the effects of a disaster? Yeah, and we're about to renew. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, there's no there's no expiration date to mankind, uh, but. It appears, if you look at the cycles of history, that that humanity at one point long ago built itself up and then was wiped out. Now, whether it was by a super volcano, uh, the the most recent theory is a large meteorite impact into the Iceland ice shelf, which evaporated all that uh, ice and uh, flooded. That's probably where the Great Flood pyramid or uh, you know stories come from worldwide. Obviously, in the Bible, we have the story of Noah's Ark. But around the world and around all ancient cultures, there's the flood story. Indians have it, and, and all, you know it just keeps going. And again, we'll get into this much deeper in another episode. But the uh, the idea there is that something happens on a fairly regular basis. Let's say every 12 to 20,000 years, where something big enough happens that knocks life off this planet, uh, definitely off its feet. You know, and and uh, and it takes it a long time to recover. Your thoughts on that, guys? Jason, go ahead. No, I just, I, that's, uh, I've never thought of it in that aspect. Um, I thought about the cycle. I know it's there, but the fact that you, like you said, we could be on the tail end of an ice age from the disaster itself. So that's it's just an interesting way to put it for me. It is. It's, and that's sort of. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Yeah, it is. So we've, we've gotten a lot of comments in while we've been talking. Um, some. Let's see. Mickey P said some very nice words again. And somebody earlier said something about drilling the super volcano to vent it. Have you heard anything about that? I have heard of people talking about doing that, but yeah. doesn't that sound like a bad idea to you? That's dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that sounds scary. <laughs> I mean, that just seems like, yeah, I don't know. I watched a video of the last volcano that erupted. That was that was insane to watch. That's the first time I'd ever really paid attention to it. The roads were just split and wide open and oozing out this red-hot gunk all over the place. Uh, the it power of nature. The power of nature. We think it's it amazing. up. But, you know, what is it they say? Man plans and God laughs. You know, this is, Mother Nature's going to do what he wants to do. <laughs> Drilling a hole into a super volcano. I don't know, man. I don't want to be anywhere near it when it happens. That's, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I get the idea behind it, but... yeah. Hmm. Yeah, one guy's coming here, Jot Dot, saying that might jumpstart it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Send Bruce Willis in, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. He can do it. Uh, Chuck Norris could just beat it up and make it go away. I guess that'd also work. Good job, Snake, Wait. man. We'd have to have Bruce Willis there to drill the hole, and when it started spewing, Chuck Norris would hold it at bay. That's how that would work. <laughs> Use a nuke to relieve the pressure. Well, you know, who knows? That could work. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't really think it's a good idea to nuke Yellowstone. It's an awfully pretty place. I just might upset some of the locals. Well, it either, would either relieve the pressure or make the people who lived around it not care anymore because it wouldn't be there. <laughs> it wouldn't be around anymore, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's, that's an interesting topic. I'll go ahead and close that one out. Uh, 
And that's it for the news. We're just gonna just gonna be hanging out here. Uh, go ahead, if uh, Jason, you have anything in particular you want to talk about, your music, or we can go to a song for a little while, and I can take a quick break. How how'd you like to do that? Yeah, let's take a quick break. Let's go going on we'll come right back all right guys uh we're gonna go to uh marky shaw's the whisperers hope you like that it's uh marky shaw's the guy who made far point farms theme song a great guy a internet friend of mine and i uh, hope to have him on the show sometime hang in there it's a couple of minutes long about four minutes and uh well we'll be back right after that
like a good boy should Tell everyone that I'm feeling good So why, I, I, should I die, I, I, over nothing All right. Well, that was Marky Shaw, and that is his song, The Whispers. And I'll tell you what, guys. Marky Shaw is one heck of a talented individual. I don't think he's with us tonight, but I hope to have him on a future show as uh, as a guest, and maybe he can showcase some of his music. He does have a YouTube page, and he also has his own company. And I hope uh, if any of you are looking for a theme song for your own channels or just a theme song for your life, because I'll tell you what, who doesn't need a theme song for their life? You know what I mean? Well, Marky Shaw is your guy. He'll make it for you, and uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> anyway... Yeah, that was that was a great song. That was very good music. It really was. That's uh, one of his more recent things here. It's, it's really kind of cool. I like it. Well, I know you got to get going here shortly. Anything else you want to talk about here, uh, Rock and Woody, before we head on out and I let you go and we open up the lines? Um, no, I just appreciate everybody being here for the monumental night. This has been something that's been dreamed of for a long time. Um, you know, I know you all you guys know Eric, but y'all probably don't know a whole lot about me. Um, or really how I came to be, and there's not a whole lot, lot of time for me to explain. Um, but, you know, I have an email, uh, rockandwoody1670 at Gmail. Feel free to reach out. Um, have any ideas, comments, suggestions? You know, we'd love to keep pressing forward with it. And like Eric said, we do plan to get in a little more in-depth topics and to go over a little more stuff. But tonight was just kind of a trial run just to say hi to everybody and introduce ourselves. So. Yeah, uh, I think for a trial run, this is actually working fairly smoothly, wouldn't you? Yeah, we were set up I, within very few minutes. We were not didn't get any technical difficulties like we were expecting, and yeah, I think it's a sign from the heavens. Yeah, seriously, man, seriously. Uh, I will say, um, Jason, it's been an honor to have you on the show. I know uh, ever since I moved up to the mountains here, we haven't been able to do these very often, uh, or hardly at all, really, but... Uh, this is uh, the beginning of something great, I hope. Uh, looks like we have about a constant 30 to 40 people on there. And, uh, you know, that's not bad for first night on the first night in town. You know what I mean? Absolutely not. That's, um, thank, like, again, thank all you guys for coming, and I hope you come back next week. I think the comment that I liked the most was the, the guy that was streaming us on his ride home. And that's, that's really where I felt like I wanted to be with 1670 all those years ago. I wanted to... I wanted to be the voice that, that you know, kind of <laughs> kind of kept you going through the night, you know. I, I'm a huge fan of Art Bell. I know I, I introduced you to Art Bell, Jason, and I think you, you're pretty yep. much a Coast to Coast fan yourself, aren't you? I, I am indeed, yeah. I'm a subscriber to the website, actually. Are you really? Cool, man. Yeah. Yep. I, you know, yeah, that, uh, that kind of stuff just interests me. I like to... I like to open my mind up. I don't like to uh, be pigeonholed or pushed into one idea or another. I like to uh, look at all the options. And I hope as the weeks go by and we do our shows and have some guests on and talk a little bit more in depth about some crazy stuff. Again, I'd like to talk more about Yellowstone. I'd like to talk about the Younger Dryas event. And I'd like to talk uh, you know, about the Mandela effect, about UFOs, about uh, all kinds of things, alternate realities, multiple realities. I want to get into all of that, and, I, and I, I hope, anyway, you do too. Is that correct, Jason? Oh, yeah, I'd love to touch all that, and I'd, I'd love to get into some supernatural stuff, the ghost and the other yeah. worlds, and I'd love to touch all that. Awesome. So uh, you, the listeners, and you, the listeners, who will be hearing this sometime later on as you play through this and a repeat, uh, feel free to contact us. Let us know if you're interested or you consider yourself to be somewhat of an expert or an amateur who just is very interested in the subject. Get in touch with me. 
get in touch with me or Jason and uh, and let us know and we'll get you on the show. We'll, we'll you know you can send me some photos. We'll go through the photos. We can do videos. We can talk. We can take callers. And that's really what this show is going to be about. It looks like uh, it looks like it's going to be a big enough of a hit to at least uh, have a round two. And and from here on out, again, you'll for those of you who have come and watched tonight, please subscribe to the Midnight Cafe channel. We'll be going from there. Uh, we'll set up a Patreon account because it will not be monetized. I don't want to monetize it because I don't want to have uh, I don't want to have the worry of of having it demonetized and, and having that flow cut off. So we'll be able to talk a little more freely. Obviously. Internet censorship is still a thing, and it's kind of a big thing, but we'll be able to talk a little more freely, but it will be viewer-funded. So if you feel like you want to donate uh, to the show, that, that'll be the way to do that, and we'll let you know as that gets set up. Um, let's see, go, just going through the candidate. Oh, let's see here. Oh, Jason Kane's joined in. Nice to see you live again. Good to see you, my friend. Magnetic poles are creeping towards the Arctic. Yeah, that is a, a subject that just occurred, the magnetic poles accelerating. Uh, hey. Frogman's an expert on eating hot wings. Man, you remember the uh, MR wings, buddy? I was just thinking that. You and your Sharon hair. Oh, my. Hair sauce. Oh, I God. you're going to be able to handle it. Love that stuff. And back in my drinking days, I could put down about 40 Schlitz beers along with those 40 wings, couldn't I? <laughs> I yeah, you could. I couldn't do it. I can't handle the hot wings. Frogman 30, you got one up on me for sure. <laughs> Bro Weaver's asking if I remember JC. How dare you talk to me like that, Art Bell? Of course I remember JC. He was the, quite a character. We have a character of our own maybe that might call in someday. His name is MC. JC is probably copyrighted, so we have MC. Maybe he'll call in someday. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe we'll get lucky enough. Jason, go ahead and say whatever parting words you want, and I'll let you go, and then we're going to open up the lines here on Skype. Feel free to call in and uh, join the club. All right. Well, guys, thank you all so much. Eric, thank you for having me. It was an honor and a joy, and hope everyone has a good week. We'll see you all next week. All right. Take care, Jason, a.k.a. Rockin' Woody. You got Mad Dog, otherwise known as Eric, here at Farpoint Farms. But the Midnight Cafe rolls on. Jason, have a good evening, and uh, I will talk with you later. Take care. All right. You got it. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Beautiful. Well, that's the end of Jason for tonight. The lines are now open. And I hope uh, 741 saying great show. I agree. I think Woody did a great job. Uh, you know, he's got a pretty busy life like we all do. And trying to get this set up was not an easy task. Last week when we were wanting to do the initial show, the power went out. So I wasn't able to tell uh, Jason or the fans here that uh, that there was no show. So that was kind of a disappointment. So uh, I'm glad you all came back for round two here. So we're up uh, for the first hour. I'm going to go ahead and take yet another short break. I want to show something here to remind all of you of this, and that is, yeah, sorry about that, guys. Looks like that video was kind of choppy, but, you know, <laughs> not exactly sure. Not exactly sure what was going on there, but it, you know, it is what it is. Sorry about that. All right, I'm back. Yeah. Now, it wasn't on your end. I'm not sure what was going on there. Hopefully, it uh, has rectified itself. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Eric, the owner of the Midnight Cafe and, of course, the owner of Farpoint Farms. Again, if you are just logging in here and you kind of couldn't understand that video, we are giving away a free CB radio. And, uh, oh, look at that. We got a call. Hang in here, folks. Uh, I don't think it's broadcasting. Let's see. Oh, I missed a call. What time is it here? 7.57. All right, let's do it. Ready? Well, no calls. <laughs> if you want to call in the, yeah, 
semi-professional hillbilly, you're right. There might be a few bugs. i got to be honest with you. There's actually been a whole lot less bugs than I thought there would be. We've been able to show videos, mostly. We've been able to show pictures. We've had both of us on. And we've been able to play some music, which was a big... Uh, a big if right up until the very end. I'm not actually able to hear the music when it's playing, but I can watch it on the screen over here and see what's going on. So if anyone wants to join in on the fun, I'd love to hear from you. If you don't want to put your face on the screen, no problem. We can go with audio only, but uh, I'm looking for a guest. <laughs> I want to wrap this thing up about, uh, about 8.30 if things don't pick up here, but I do want to thank all of you for this opportunity. You guys pushed me into this. Uh, you made me do this. I blame all of you, so... <laughs> Hope you're happy. I hope you're all happy. <laughs> Let's see what's going on here. Uh, it's all good to me. It catches up if it gets loaded later. That's right, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And Beluga Studios, how you doing tonight? Oh, it's good to see you on here. So uh, I guess I could play another song while we wait for a call. This is another one from, uh, well, you know what? I'll play one from Rockin' Woody here. He did Trance, which is our new opening song here. But uh, let's see what else we go. How about Chaos? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Now yeah, we'll go with that. Go ahead and call in. We'll cut back from it. sir uh one second <laughs> yes uh can you hear me yeah i sure can how you doing tonight going all right it's actually about 12 uh 12 p.m right now um midday midday where you at my friend yeah other side of the world other side of the world sounds like an australian to me or is it maybe new zealand Definitely Australia. Australia. Oh, great. Awesome, man. Well, I love to talk radio, so feel free to. You know, Art Bell was a huge ham operator, big fan of the radio. I'm more of a CB guy myself, but I do play with ham radios as well. Always good to talk shop. So, <laughs> so what do you think uh, of the show? Sorry? What do you think of the show tonight? Oh, man, it was a great show. Sorry about these jokes. I was cracking up. <laughs> That's quite all right, my friend. It's quite all right. 
have a nice day. I've got to get back to what I was doing. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate it. You are officially the first caller of the Midnight Cafe, man. So the whole new show here on YouTube, uh, congratulations. Thank you for being a fan. Thank you for following Farpoint. And I'm glad I could help you out with the CB hobby. And I hope you've entered your name into the raffle. Hopefully you'll uh, you'll get an opportunity to win that radio, okay? Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Excellent. You too, my friend. Take care. All right. Well, look at that. We had our first caller here on the Midnight Cafe. And what a caller it was all the way from Australia, once again showing that the world is truly my oyster. <laughs> Midnight Cafe broadcasting worldwide. I talked uh, during our practice show, we talked to somebody from South Africa, which continues to have that slow march into, uh, well, probably genocide, but that's a story for a different night, it looks like. John Dots commenting that he wins. Woohoo! Exactly. Somebody brave enough to step up and call the world. You know, it's funny. Um, a lot of folks don't like to have their face on television. A lot of folks don't like the way their voice sounds, uh, you know, when they hear it, you know, played on an answering machine or, or played back to them. Those things have never bothered me. I guess uh, maybe I've been self-conscious uh, my whole life, but then maybe at some point early on, I probably just stopped caring. So I don't know if I sound cool. I know I don't look good. <laughs> that doesn't bother me anymore. I guess we get to an age when it just doesn't matter. And I must have reached that age some time ago. <laughs> 741 says I'd call in, but I don't have Skype set up. Maybe next week. I hope so, 741. I want to hear from all of you. I want to hear what your thoughts are on these subjects. And... Um, Oh, oh uh, Psycho for You is saying, I wonder if Yellowstone will trigger the Ring of Fire. I will go back. Let's go back to the Yellowstone pictures here. Um, I, I'll talk Yellowstone for the next hour if y'all want to. I think it's insane, uh, the situation that goes there. And it's not just it's not just Yellowstone itself. It's I'm talking about, um, oh, Smith & Wesson wants to know, how do you enter your name into the drawing for the CB? No. So all you need to do. Again, for everyone out there, all you need to do to enter to win the radio, go to the video where I announce the giveaway and leave a comment. Do not comment on anyone else's comment. Just leave a comment so your name's there. When we do the drawing, I'm just going to print out that list of comments. I'm going to cut them up, and we're going to put them in a hat or a bowl or whatever, and we're going to pull out one, and that's going to be the winner. I'll contact you privately afterwards, and we'll get it mailed off to you. But that that's as simple as it is. I have gotten a lot of messages on Facebook and some private emails and stuff. And that's great. I love hearing from you, but I can't answer them all because I'm literally getting, I've, I've probably gotten three or 400 uh, entrants already. And I imagine we'll probably be close to a thousand by the time this thing uh, wraps up. But so yeah, you, you know, you, you're in, as long as you leave a comment on the video saying, I want to be entered, you're entered. Okay. It's that official. I asked, uh, talk with the, the president corporation about what, how to go about doing this giveaway. And they said, Whatever works for you. My wife and I talked about trying to figure out, you know, what's the most official, what's the best way. And the best way was just, you know, to do it that way. Because I, I, it's, a, it's a lot of work keeping track of everybody's name. So that way there's a public record of it. We'll print it out. We'll cut them up. We'll, uh, we'll pick one and that'll be the end of it. So that's how you join. All right. Let's see. I've, I've missed a bunch of comments here. So let me scroll back up here. Uh, need to set up Skype. Professional Hillbilly's talking about. Yep. Don't have a mic, got a webcam, just no mic yet. Jamaica Dog, don't worry about it. Whenever you get one, I will say that uh, I'm using a mic right here that I just picked up. I used to have just a regular mic. Again, 1670 was kind of old school. I showed you in the video about my pirate station. Um, this is a USB mic that with a little cute stand and all this stuff. It was like $18 on Amazon with free shipping. So uh, you don't have to get anything fancy. I don't know how I sound on it, but uh, it looks professional, and I'm, I'm cool. Um, <laughs> Neo71665 is hoping it will uh, 
it'll drop California into the abyss. It looks to me like the way the prevailing winds will go, unfortunately, that, well, I won't say unfortunately, that's just mean, but uh, it will not be the case. It will probably take out the breadbasket, which is a big, big issue. Weather patterns affected, yeah, so. Dusty Adams wants to know, when am I drawing the name? That will be held on the new Midnight Cafe station or, or channel here on YouTube the last Saturday of February, unless, you know, there's something goes wrong. If for some reason we're not able to broadcast that last Saturday of February, it will take place the first Saturday of March. But either way, it will be done live at 8 o'clock on that Saturday. Okay? Uh, Beluga Saturday says the mic sounds pretty good. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. But again, back to Yellowstone and, and more back to what happens to our world. Uh, I honestly feel like, you know, Okay, we, we know about the dinosaurs 65 million years ago, and you think, yeah, 65 million years, that's that's a long time ago. <laughs> and it was, for sure. So we know that that wiped out all these dinosaurs at a, at a very rapid pace, and we think, well, yeah, that was a long time ago. My theory is that that happens on a fairly regular basis. And, and that's not just my theory. It is the, shortly to become the prevailing theory. Uh, we're looking at the Younger Dryas event, we're looking at a, a major impact down in Arizona some time ago. We had the a relatively small, but still in the megaton size range impact that occurred uh, in in uh, Russia, uh, what, it's 2015 that went off. These things are happening. Mic sounds good, but quieter than other YouTube videos. Sorry, I guess I, I'll tell you what I'll do. I can turn it up. Uh, I was trying to match the sound of the Skype calls, so uh, I'll, I'll turn it up a little bit and you tell me if that's any better, but... Um, so these things do happen. Uh, 741's chiming in that he hadn't heard about Yellowstone until now. 741, do a little research on that. There's plenty of great videos here on YouTube that will talk about it. And these aren't just conspiracy theory nuts. These are people who are, you know, studying the data and are willing to talk about what's really going on. And, and uh, okay, great. Everyone says the, the sound's much better. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. But uh, we have this kill zone. We have it. And, and if you look at it, you're looking at, you know, most of several states that are instantly going to die in the event of a blast. By instantly, I mean within the first few minutes. You're going to have a massive explosion raining down uh, molten lava and dust and debris and rocks. So I don't care how hardened your bunker is, you're going down if you're in that zone. The hot ash zone will kill everything uh, and poison everything. Uh, in the range that you see on that picture, it will do that. This, this will happen. And then the uh, yellow area, the raining ash, that is going to be cooled ash. Again, that ash is toxic, so anything that comes into contact with plant life and soil, uh, they're not going to make it. So uh, the plant life will die. If you look, that includes all of the California growing areas, uh, all of the breadbasket, most of the southeast. Uh, I'm in the mountains of North Carolina, and it's even kind of touching us. I have no doubt that toxic fumes would be a definite issue uh, for a lot of folks, and that's, that's I mean, it's tragic, but it's, it's something that could happen. And the beauty, or the, the misery of it, depending on which way you want to look at it, is that this could happen tomorrow, uh, or it could happen in 400,000 years. There is no definitive answer on when this thing's going to go, or if there are scientists out there who do know the definitive answer on when this is going to go, they're certainly not sharing it with the masses. So we have indications that whatever's happening is is happening. It's starting to accelerate. The, the, uh, there's been movement underneath it. And it's pushed up the uh, the ground underneath, so there's a additional heat, um, and the uh, the geysers are starting to go off on a more frequent basis. So there's signs that that things are brewing. But how long it takes before it comes to that full boil, 
Well, that's anybody's guess. I certainly hope it's not in our lifetimes. And I certainly hope it never happens. But it has happened before on a fairly regular basis. And it most likely will happen again. Uh, Bro Weaver saying global warming will kill us before we get to Mars or Yellowstone. The scientists have said it. We're at the point of no return. Uh, yeah. My feeling is what we are experiencing in global warming is we are still coming out of the end of the last ice age. That is my personal opinion. Whether man-made or not man-made, uh, I actually think that humans have a pretty negligible effect on the overall temperature of the world. Or maybe they do. I actually have no idea. I'm not a scientist. Those are my personal opinions, not backed by any facts. However, I do feel like global warming is probably, on a scale of 1 to 10, a solid zero as far as things that I worry about at night. I would put this Yellowstone probably at a 0.5 on a scale of 1 to 10. I would put a random gigantic meteor smashing into the planet in any one given location at a 1 or a 2. And uh, those are all pretty low problems. Uh, we're all going to we're all going to get wiped out anyway. I mean, I have just uh, I have a much, much higher chance of just dropping dead of a heart attack while I'm doing this show than we do of any of these things happening. But these are things we discuss because these are things that have happened before and will happen again. And I find them interesting, and hopefully you will too. I hope you'll join the conversation on that. Remember, folks, the, uh, the lines are open. If you want to call in, you're welcome to call in. We can talk about any topic you want. I'm just going back to Yellowstone. I'll probably talk a little bit more about Muntz because I kind of enjoy SpaceX. I think he's a cool guy. Michael Sean's commenting about the grand solar minimum. And yeah, Michael Sean, uh, oh, look at that. I got a call. Hello. Oh, hey, Eric. How are you, uh, my friend? Not bad. It's uh, Bill here in California. Bill in California. Uh, Good to hear from yeah, you, my friend. YouTube, YouTube channel's uh, Jordan B. I think we chatted a few times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool, man. Well, good yeah. to hear from you. Yeah, so it's... Uh, 40 degrees here in California and rainy. So. That's unusual. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah, I want to get your take on uh, uh, not really unrelated to Yellowstone, but kind of the Art Bell Coast to Coast thing would be uh, like the pyramids and mummification in Egypt, but it also occurred in, like, South America. Like, I've been to Peru and all through South America and seen the Nazca lines. Wow. And, mummies and all that and it's they kind of had hieroglyphics as well it's, you know and the world's apart egypt and south america uh that's a great subject i i could go on for ages i'm no expert on any of it but it is a definite passion of mine uh i'm a firm believer that the history that we've been taught is incorrect probably not for nefarious reasons probably just out of ignorance you know we we thought we had it right, and now that we realize we don't have it right, sometimes it takes a long time to admit that we made mistakes as a society or as a world, really. But, yeah, I believe that there was once an ancient civilization that spanned the globe, that obviously these pyramids are connected both from South America, China, Egypt, all along that line there, that 20th parallel, that that is all part of one massive, massive advanced civilization that predates all written history. And... Uh, that most likely that civilization was wiped out by something like I was just talking about, a, a massive meteor impact, a massive shift in climate that was sudden, and that somewhere right. along the way we kind of just forgot what those things were. Nature took over, and then uh, you know humanity crawled its way back up out of the holes and found these sites and then reoccupied them at a time where history is first written, pretty much. That, that's my opinion on it. What, what's your take on that? 
No, I mean, it's just fascinating. I think that you have the same type of architecture, like, you know, as in the pyramids. Um, and then trying to communicate with people, like, in, as in the Nazca lines and things like that, you know, things that can only be seen from space, you know, you know, were there ancient alien visitations in those areas? And, you know, just, well, you know, and this is kind of a. Yeah, this is a touchy subject for some people because of religious aspects, but if, if you look at the Sumerian culture and a lot of their ancient texts, that's where a lot of, I don't even know how to address this without stepping on toes, but a lot of Sumerian history reads like the Bible, but not quite like the Bible. Um, we They talk of gods, they talk of beings from above, you know, and a lot of the translations of words we use through the Hebrew language and then into, you know, these modern languages we have talk about that. And and I do believe that perhaps that may be that culture, that may be that civilization that we have forgotten about, that, that the Sumerians were a product perhaps created by another species. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. If not created, another theory that I heard that does make a little bit of sense is let's say there was a, let's say the world was populated with primates like monkeys and apes and things like that and all kinds of animals that no longer exist, but also by an advanced race. I'm sorry, you're breaking up. Oh, you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. There we go. So, like I was saying, let's let's say that the Earth was inhabited by many, many more species than we have now, which is not unreasonable to say as we continue to lose animals uh you know and mammals along the world as we go the, the longer we go into the future the more mammals are being wiped out but let's say back 12 15,000 years ago or even 30,000 years ago that there was a much more abundant wildlife and that there was another species not too dissimilar from us but not exactly similar to us that inhabited the earth and that they faced this calamity and after the calamity the earth no longer was very hospitable for them and that maybe they were forced into breeding or interbreeding or maybe modifying themselves to become what we are today. The missing link, so to speak, between what we have found in the fossil records and what we became could very well be in dissimilar species that was forced to uh, maybe modify or adapt. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Definitely is. Definitely is. Yeah, so you had the opportunity to see some of these places, huh? Yeah, I spent, uh, I used to travel a lot for work, uh, and then, uh, you know, usually would take a few days off, or, you know, I would travel to, to, throughout South America and uh, do some sightseeing and things like that. But Incredible opportunity. I wish I had the chance to do something like that. My wife and I uh, have discussed it on many times, but, well, you know, you go talk about Egypt, and it's it's not exactly the safe place that it was maybe back in the 80s. Um, Right, yeah. And, and as far yeah, as... Iraq was safe back in... You know, yeah, really. Yeah. Say what you want about Saddam, but, you know, he kept his population yeah. under tight control, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now, you know, but tourism has failed. And, and plus, you know, you, you know, even the EU is losing tourists, you know. Yeah. Uh, I will say, uh, I mean... <sighs> I can't think of a valid reason. I can't think of a well. Let's, how do I put this? I can't think of a reason on on this planet that just out of coincidence, pyramids would have occurred from different populations that were not intermingling or did not know of one another all across the world at roughly the same time. 
that seems like a bigger stretch to me than it would be to say that all these civilizations were connected. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also the practice of mummification. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I'm going to look at some of these comments here. Uh, MC's Pocket Garage. A CME is the event that will not kill us, but will bring modern civilizations to his knees and end our great nation. A CME being a coronial mass ejection or an EMP pulse, uh, either natural or caused by an enemy, uh, is uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 one of the things that I think is more likely to happen in our lifetimes. I would put the threat of that at a solid 5 or 6. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but it would cause the grid to fail, and depending on what study you look at, it, it would cause, oh, it looks like I lost him, unfortunately, but it would cause a lot of damage to the national power grid. It might cause uh, circuitry in home electronics, car electronics, things like that to fail. S tragically scary. If y'all haven't read the book One Second After by William Forstein, uh, incredible book, and a, boy, it'll get you scared, I'll tell you that. Uh, Bro Weaver's saying he's concerned about Ebola coming back. Ebola will at some point mutate into uh, probably airborne Ebola, and that which case there'll be a pandemic. Again, these things do happen. We have the Spanish flu, uh, and you know there's other ones. There's the uh, what is it, swine flu, Mexican flu, whatever that was called, and then we have bird flu coming out of China. There's always something that's trying to knock us down, and uh, of course our immune systems try to pull us back up. I don't know if you look at the numbers of how many people are on this planet right now, folks, but. If you look at the six or seven billion of us that are sitting around here, uh, I hate to say it, but we are overpopulated. People who are worried about global warming never mention population control, but if you want to be serious about something, if you want to look at the raw numbers, the reason that all other species numbers are contracting right now is because ours continue to expand at a rapid pace and that nature at some point will attempt to correct that deficiency. That is my theory on that. Uh, let's see. Oh, man, the guys are actually... Uh, relics of batteries found in the Middle East, what happened as they weren't... Yeah, yeah. so there's evidence that there were Baghdad batteries, so to speak, uh, and Egyptian uh, hieroglyphics that indicated there were bulbs. So, again, a lot of evidence out there that civilization was far more advanced. You look at the pyramids in the picture behind me here, and uh, they say those were built before the invention of the wheel. How likely do you think that is? I mean, I don't have to be a rocket scientist. Uh, I don't have to be a genius. I don't have to be a historian to take a quick look at that and realize that that's highly unlikely, if not impossible. Uh, Michael Roots commenting, the only thing that is forever is the earth and the sky. I agree with that, my friend. We are but dust in the wind and dust that is blowing rather quickly. Our time here passes like that, doesn't it? Bro Weaver saying Egypt was the New York back then. It, it, it definitely was. Uh -huh. I'm concerned what they cut out wasn't enough, but I've lived long enough to see my son grow and I'll be fine. Yeah. Michael Root saying build the wall. Yeah. Ebola never left. That's true. It's still raging through parts of Africa. At some point it will uh, mutate. That's the big issue with Ebola. Rooster Cogburn, I haven't seen you on here tonight. Uh, CME would be so cool only the strong survive. Goodbye to a lot of the useless feeders at the same time. True, but tragedy is tragedy. I don't know if you've ever served in the military, but... Uh, there's a lot of horror, there's a lot of terror, there's a lot of sadness. So uh, uh, even if bad things happen for good reasons, they're still bad things. You know what I mean, man? Semi-professional hillbilly comments, our infrastructure is so fragile it will not take much to break it. That is correct. Our grid is definitely danger of failing at, uh, of natural causes at any given time. 
However, a, an EMP or a CME ejection would definitely, a Carrington event would definitely be the end of the United States, and, uh, and it would not be a pretty end. Not for any of us, really. Even those who are prepared would not be prepared. Uh, Jamaica Dogs, talking about the Nephilim, yes, the, uh, the giants, the giants that walked among us in the days of old, the Nephilim. And uh, that is a story for another night. We will have a whole night where I'll bring a guest on here and we will talk about Sumerian culture. We'll talk about the ancient times. We'll talk about the Bible, uh, the Old Testament, the, the Genesis. Jeff Lake saying he's late to the party. Jeff, great. I got your message saying you didn't think you'd make it. I appreciate you coming here. Jeff, I would appreciate it if uh, when this stream is over or if you have time tomorrow, take a look at the first hour because the first hour is more the Midnight Cafe and this hour is just more of us doing what we do on Farpoint Farms and that's just having a chat, although a little bit a little bit weirder stuff chatting about. Not really CB stuff tonight. We're just talking about a lot of weird stuff. Oh, let's see. Rooster saying the infrastructure is already broke. Have you seen what happened to California in less than 50 years? It's Mexico now and it sucks. Yeah. Well, you know, civilization tends to do, uh, let's see, my figure, it goes up and then it goes down. We are in the decline of once great civilization. Of that, there is no doubt. Depending on who's in charge and how well they handle the situation, we can extend the decline out for many years. But the facts are, we're in the decline. The elongated skulls of Peru. Yes, definitely interesting. So a lot of what is found down with the Nazca lines, down in the Peruvian areas, and a lot of with Egyptian stuff, it appears that a culture, a primitive culture, was attempting to emulate something they saw. If you think about what they saw, the Nazca lines, we're drawing pictures on the ground because something from outer space or something from the sky flew by and we want to contact them. We want them to come back. Apparently they never did. We want to emulate them. We want to look like them. So we elongate our skulls so maybe we can match their looks more closely. This happens a lot. Uh, matter of fact, just the other day, listening to an Art Bell show archive, they were talking about uh, the Aborigines during World War II, uh, you know, having, sh you know, World War II guys roll up there smoking cigarettes and talking and, and how they immediately started to uh, emulate that. Once they left, they had taken them, well, I'm not going to say for gods, but they were superior. They were advanced people. And so it is normal for a culture to emulate that. Certainly we would as well if someone came down and showed us a bunch of new tech, right? So that's 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 very reasonable. Lance Shepard saying there are some pretty far out comments in here. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Michael Roots commenting about the uh, happening with doctors over-prescribing antibiotics. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But... On the other end, I am guilty of taking antibiotics when I probably didn't need to because I like to err on the side of caution. If I have an injury, then the doctor is saying, well, I'll probably put you on some antibiotics. Saying no at the wrong time could cost you your life. Saying no, you know, can cost you your life. So it's it's a tough call, and uh, I'm probably guilty of that as well. David Frazier is asking, have you checked out Brian Foster's stuff on YouTube? His ideas on ancient Indians or ancient Egypt and the India ruins. Yeah, I will definitely do that. I would like to have some of these fellow YouTubers on the show in future weeks uh, and talk, you know, on a subject like this. I think it would be kind of cool to do. All right, let's see here. Uh, oh, I've missed a bunch here. Uh, Lance Shepard, I don't think I would have to leave my home. Uh, I'm staying and fighting. Only cowards run. True. Uh, Rooster, I could tell you a depressing story about what happens to, um, okay, so let's say you have 10 friends and you hold up at a relatively secure compound. You have the high ground, you're doing fairly well for yourself, you're well supplied. 
the problem with looters versus people staying is they can pick you off when you come out. So 10 people hold up in a, in a, in a house is one thing trying to defend an area, but you have to get out to farm. You have to get out to get water. You have to get out to get food. You have to get out to get supplies. And when you try to leave an invading force could be hiding at the ridge line, waiting for that moment. So again, it's a lice, uh, thinking about CME, EMP, that kind of stuff. It, it usually leads to, uh, the worst of humanity is likely to survive initially. David G, take care, my friend. We definitely need to simplify. I just got, you got a dumb phone selling the smartphone. I got rid of my phone this year, too. Um, I'm going back to just CB communications. The phone broke. I've, I've been using a, an old-fashioned uh, digital camcorder for my latest videos, so hopefully you all are happy with that. <laughs> Rooster says he's a realist. He knows he's going to die someday. Buddy, I just, yeah, I keep waiting myself. <laughs> I don't know. I think I've led a pretty blessed life. I'm kind of, I'm kind of at the end. I'm just waiting for it, you know. Uh, why not uh, split the state? Oh, you're talking about that. Uh, South Virginia doing. Yeah, okay, so yeah, so those are things that could happen. The, the we'll spend a, probably a whole night on EMP. I would love to get Forstein to come on, but I think he's a pretty popular guy nowadays. But perhaps we'll get someone else on there that wants to talk with us and. Uh, and I'll tell you what, you, you'll be horrified at some of the reality going on. But if you have not read uh, One Second After and uh, One Year After and The Final Day, great series of books that deal with some of the reality of that. And some of the, in that one, it's a, uh, a terrorist state that detonates an EMP over America. But a CME would do the same thing. Probably worse, actually. Probably more powerful. Michael Sean saying he has a cosmic sense of impending doom. You know, there is, uh, you look at animals in society, in, in society, look at animals in the wild. Uh, Stephen Dyer, take care, man. You look at animals in the wild and you see that they have a, a sixth sense. You know, a, a cat or a dog senses a storm coming or an earthquake coming. Uh, birds that are able without uh, communicating, they are communicating somehow telepathically and change direction. How about a video that I watched not too long ago about a herd of cows and how they always line up north to south when they lay down? And, uh, and how do they know that? How do they know the lines? So again, when we talk about humanity and maybe the missing link, whatever that may be, whatever that missing link is, it could be that it came from somewhere off Earth because we don't seem to have those traits anymore. And those seem to be important traits. I know... Losing our hair because we were able to build buildings is a reasonable assumption for, for uh, you know, development of humanity. But the idea that we would no longer need to be able to navigate the, the globe or to be able to sense trouble when it's coming seems a bit like um, that's not evolution, that's de-evolution. Uh, and I don't know, maybe you won't agree with me, but I think that there is little pieces in some of us that still feel what's coming. You know, and we could probably do a show on that. Psychics clairvoyants, seers, whatever you want to call them. They're, most of them are fakes, but a couple of them out there are real. There's some that work uh, for for companies, you know, they work for the police departments and they'll help track missing people. And again, some of it's bogus stuff. Sometimes they're not quite right, but sometimes they're right. Uh, oh, look at that. A new a new villa. Spinner in the bubble 80. First time listening, Eric. Much love from England. Thank you, man. Good to see you. Good to have you on board. This is the Midnight Cafe. I am Eric, the host of the Midnight Cafe and the owner of Farpoint Farms. But yeah, tonight we're we're doing it on Farpoint Farms, and the future will be doing it on another station. Semi-professional hillbilly, do you, if you do an EPM uh, EMP show, people, yeah, yeah, 
<laughs> tell them to ground their Faraday boxes? Yeah. Uh, I still have a video that I made year, probably close to two years ago now, on, on EMPs and on Faraday stuff. And I never uploaded because I felt like it was too dark or it may hit the sensors and that kind of stuff. But perhaps I'll upload it to the Midnight Cafe channel. Again, we're going to be doing the Midnight Cafe. Uh, it's not going to be monetized. So uh, we're, we're going to be... We're going to be maybe bumping a little bit harder on the edges of what censorship we can get away with. No swearing, nothing like that. And I try not to talk too much politics, but I want to be able to talk about subjects like EMPs and about, uh, you know, forgotten history, things like that. And it's, you know, this sounds silly, guys, but there are uh, channels out there that are being censored and all they're talking about is alternative views of history. And I'm not talking about recent history. I'm talking about stuff that happened 12, 15,000 years ago. But if you say something that doesn't match up with the powers that be, well, buddy, they'll squash you. Uh, is the Ouija board real? My opinion? Yes. Yes. Uh, there was a time in my life when I was kind of an amateur ghost hunter, uh, long before uh, ghost hunters ever hit TV. And uh, I saw some things that, uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go into this real briefly. Again, we could do a show on this, but just to kind of pique your interest. Um, some of the stuff that happened to me when I was younger and, and being, you know, in the military and just experiences that I had brought me uh, probably too much of a morbid curiosity about death itself and what happens on the other side. Hoping that there is another side, perhaps. Uh, I know for a long time I lost my faith in... Uh, in the Bible and, and just in the, the, the words, you know? And so I found myself wanting to know, is there another side? If there is another side, what's it like? And so I did some uh, exploring of ghosts and, and uh, demons and spirits and the Ouija board was part of that. And I did have some experiences in my youth. Um, this is back in my late teens, early twenties. Um, there's a lot more in this world than is seen. Okay. Some people go their whole life and never have an encounter or have something strange happen to them. And that's good. <laughs> I would consider those people to be the lucky ones. Uh, however, if you dig a little too deep into the occult or into the dark side, well, the dark side will come and meet you. And, um, yeah, it's real. So yes, I would say the, the Ouija board is real. I would say that it's actually a dangerous thing, not a toy, although it is sold as a toy. And, uh, I would love to have uh, you know maybe one or two guests on one night and we'll do a show on that. A uh, lot of lot of stuff out there that uh, isn't what it seems. There's there is the world we live in, and then just underneath that world there is another world that's just as real, but not as brightly lit. Hello from Oklahoma, Matt Miguel. How you doing, man? Do a whole show on DJT. Do it. I can't do a show on DJT. I can't even say his name. They'll probably cut the feed and give me a copyright strike. You know how that is, guys. Semi-professional hillbilly. Me too. All right. Beluga Studio says, yes, do it. <laughs> Wayne Chapman, would you please put me in for the free radio giveaway? Wayne, uh, in case you missed it. So all you need to do to enter the CB radio giveaway is go and watch the video that says free CB giveaway and leave a comment. Don't answer anyone else's post. Just leave a comment on there and that automatically enters you into the giveaway. Hope everyone good luck. Rooster Cogburn, Ouija boards work just with just me using it. They are real. Even American Indian soft spirits. They are, Rooster. I mean, it's amazing. You know, you think a, a grown man, you know, common sense and all the rest. Ah, it's kid stuff. No, kid stuff is not believing that there is evil in this world. The The real world is believing that 
there's some really powerful evil stuff out there. And there's some really powerful good stuff out there, too. But we want to be careful what we play with. All right. Uh, da -da. Uh, I can see it. I'll hear it. I'll believe it. Don't let your imagination get the better of you. Spinner in the bubble 80. I, I agree. Uh, and again, there are, uh, I would say, probably the majority of people never have an experience that bothers them. And certainly, letting your emotions get the better of you will lead to a sort of crisis of humanity. Oh my gosh, is that a ghost? Oh my gosh, is that a, I hear a voice? Did somebody push me here? Did, you know, a lot of that is probably explainable as, uh, you know, just, just fear. But I give you my word, uh, there's something more out there than, than can be explained by fear. All right, da, da, da. radio waves, TV, cell phones, etc., radiation, visible light, x-rays, microwaves, it's all just electrical wave energy. Basic radio and TV is probably just as bad as x-rays, just slower at doing damage. Agreed. I have no idea what the wireless signal coming off of this computer is doing, but I have uh, an idea that it's probably not good. We know that bee populations are collapsing, and of course they think it has something to do with uh, probably Monsanto. If I don't, oh my gosh, I can't even say that word, probably I'll get banned, but it has to do with chemicals that we spray on our products but uh you know there's a lot to be said that it could be cell phone radiation or communication we don't know how birds change direction all at once we don't know what commands a queen bee to tell its hive to move in this direction or to perform that action and we don't know the method of communication what we may be doing is causing the natural order of things here on this earth to be discombobulated with all these signals we, we just don't know but i would definitely say it's a possibility Semi-professional hillbilly says my take on ghosts is they are imprints from an event like a negative. I actually agree with a lot of that. I don't think that is all the ghosts that are there. But I think that if a traumatic event occurs, it can literally leave an imprint in time and reoccur and reoccur and reoccur. And I think that is one type of a haunting or one type of an event that something so psychically powerful can leave an, a, a message like that throughout time, which eventually fades, I'd imagine. But yeah, I agree with that. But they will never do or change anything because of its integration into the system. Right. We are on a collision course with destruction. How fast or slow that occurs is entirely up to us, but it is going to occur. Rush Cogburn. Yes, there is evil. Look at that little 13-year-old that that 21-year-old killed her parents and took her. Yeah, I just heard about that on the news today. You know, it's really rare that uh, somebody like that is found alive. I'm pleased that that happened. I mean, there is a lot of evil, a lot of sick in this world. Um, some people say you're born evil. Some people say you become evil. Maybe there's such a thing as possessions. Again, I've done some research into it. I'm no expert, but <sighs> that is a true illness. That is truly sick, and there is a cure for that, and it is made of lead, and it is fired by gunpowder, and it usually is best served in the brain. They just found her alive. Yeah, three months. Oh, psycho for you saying banned. Yes, probably. <laughs> Mike Simpson, is there more evil people out there today or is it 24-hour uh, reports? Uh, oof. I think there are... No, I think there are a lot of evil people in the world. I think there are more good people. I do think that we as a society dwell on that evil because it worries us all somewhere deep inside. And, and I think that's a good thing. We should be worried about it. I don't know if we should spend our lives focusing on it, but we should spend our lives being prepared to confront it. 
Uh, all it takes for evil to succeed in this world is for good men to do nothing. And that does seem to happen on uh, too, too many occasions. If you know someone who is a bad person, do something about it. Uh, Semi-professional Hillbilly is saying you need to cover how bad 5G cell towers are going to be for us. Again, I'm not, uh, I'm not an expert on it, but yeah, everything I've read says pretty bad. Uh, let's see here. What is that one? Um, gosh, oh no, I missed it. No, no. Uh, somebody's out. Jordan B wants to know if I could do a, a show on the number stations. I would totally do that. <coughs> I'm big into shortwave radio, and they're still out there. It's really cool. Base Station 77, congratulations on the first show. Will you say hello to my wife, Jessica, please? I certainly will. Jessica, I am Eric, the owner of Farpoint Farms and the host of the Midnight Cafe. My co-host, Jason, a.k.a. Rockin' Woody, has already departed for the evening, but I'm sure if you were here, he would also wish you a warm welcome. If you ever want to be on the show, either one of you, come on in. Skype lines are open. You see the uh, line there in the corner. Anybody wants to call in, you can join. If you don't want to have your face on here, no problem. I can just have you on audio only, and that'll be just fine. So it's things to think about, okay? Beluga Studios saying, this is a very weird stream. I'm a very weird person, Beluga Studios. Yeah, I bet you all, you know, for some of you here who are used to just my my CB videos, this is going to be a bit of a departure. If you would take a look at stuff like Coast to Coast and Art Bell and, uh, you know, Midnight in the Desert. And uh, unfortunately, uh, I can't remember her name right now, but uh, she's not doing too well. Whoever, Kingdom of the Nye. That's not doing so great, but there's a lot of great shows, uh, dark, digital dark media. I kind of like talking about things that aren't mainstream, and, and not that they're bad or not that, I don't know, not that it's stupid. I just, I think having an open mind in society, an open mind in life, an open mind in the world leads us to the answers that we all seek. And uh, if we allow ourselves to just believe everything we hear right off the bat, oh, well, you know, CNN said that. This is the way it is, so this is the way it is. Oh, my textbook in high school, it told me that the pyramids were built without wheels, you know, before the invention of wheels with, with brass tools. Yeah, I, I believe that. If you believe that, you will live a long and happy life, and you will die a happy person. But you will not have found the truth that I seek. And I hope if you're going to join me here at the Midnight Cafe here and in the future, well, maybe I'll open your eyes and you'll, you'll do a little more digging. All right, now, this is Grassroots Media here, Beluga Studios. Thank you, Barry. I appreciate that. This is, uh, this is real news. This is, this is just people talking. Oh, yeah, a lot of 12-year-old kid killing an elderly person. There's a lot of just scary stuff going on there. Um, uh, later, 71665. Take care, man. Barry's saying thank you, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Apparently, your wife's a fan. I don't know. Certainly, she's not coming down here to see me in my great looks. <laughs> It's like a few CB and aliens with a side of Bigfoot. Buddy, you might have just won the internet tonight because that's pretty much where we're at, isn't it? I I have my hobbies, I have my interests, and I have everything in between. And that's why, if you listen to the very beginning opening credits of the show, we cover the normal all the way to the paranormal and everywhere in between. I don't want to pigeonhole myself into any corners here. This is kind of an everything goes show. <laughs> Frogman430 saying Bigfoot is real. I have a video talking about Bigfoot. I have a personal experience with a Bigfoot or humanoid creature in the woods when I was young. In my own eyes, saw it. And uh, you can tell me that it ain't real, but it was real. Bro Weaver wants to know, is there such a thing as forbidden knowledge? Things that other beings know, but for whatever reason we can't. Uh, probably, yeah. I think that there are things that we, if we find out, we are probably dealt with. 
So in that sense, yeah, forbidden knowledge is definitely there. As far as skills or lost talents, things like that, I'm not, I'm not sure, man. I don't know. Uh, take care, Mike Simpson. 10-4 uh, on the 45 caliber lobotomy. Yeah, buddy. That is the uh, best way to deal with evil. Unfortunately, it is not legal. We have a system we have to follow, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's it. Oh, if I don't fit in here, then laugh. Yeah, normal. <laughs> There's nothing normal about the Midnight Cafe, and that's the whole point. <laughs> Wayne Chapman, good night. And uh, from all from Friar Tuck in Nottingham. Take care, Wayne. Thank you for joining the show. I'm going to be here for about another 10 or 15. We'll make it to two hours. I promise to do two hours. I know some nights I cut it short, but I'm having a fun time. Having Rock and Woody on was just awesome, man. I can't wait to do this again next week. Rusty West gave me brain damage for life. Used to go out and force all of myself, all the West. Oh, man, did you watch Rusty? Oh, holy cow, man. Missing 411. If I could get... I've actually sent that guy an email. I want him on the show. I want to talk to him. But phew, Rusty hasn't gotten back to me. If anyone would like to uh, maybe start a petition, maybe everyone could leave comments telling him get in touch with the owner of the Midnight Cafe. That guy tells a scary tale, and they're all true. Missing people in the National Forest is a heck of a story. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, Bigfoot is uh, one of the branches of humans they thought had died off. I agree. Again, like we, there's so much of so much of humanity we don't know. We know. I mean, even the you know academics out there who will admit to you what they do know or what they think they know, they tell you there's a missing link. There is a missing link. There's a percentage, I think it's 20-something percent of human DNA that does not match any other DNA on life in this entire planet. Could be that that life has gone extinct so far back we haven't found a specimen of it, or it could be that life came from somewhere else and was mixed with life that existed here. We just don't know. Richard Cogburn says, I'm done. Even armed hunters come up missing. Yeah, that's the, that's the freaky part about missing 411, isn't it? Guys who know the woods, guys who are avid hunters, guys who are experienced backpackers, guys who just would not have bad things happen to them, and guys who are armed just disappear. Poof. Crazy, man. Bro Weaver, have you been scared by black bears at your homestead? I have run across quite a few of them up here, but you know what? Black bears generally are just doing their thing. They're like a, they're like an ignorant dog or something like that. You know, They, they kind of look a little bit like a dog sometimes when they're on all fours, but they're just doing their thing. Usually every time I see them, you don't get in their way. They don't get in yours. I do get ticked when they go through the garbage, but that's pretty rare. They, they generally tend not to want to come too close to the house because they know, they know the trouble's here. So, Psycho, for you, I've spent so many nights roaming the woods in the dark. Yeah, man. Uh, Rooster Cogburn's commenting, yes, there were different species of humans in the past. Again, couldn't, couldn't agree more with that. Um, obviously, you know, we know Neanderthal. I think like some people have... Uh, you know, 12%, I think, max DNA of a Neanderthal. So again, when we look at the Younger Dryas event or a national or a worldwide cataclysm that occurred, again, about 12,000 years ago, uh, we're looking at separate species of similar creatures. So, you know, not so dissimilar as a human and an ape, but perhaps so dissimilar as, you know, a more evolved species, a less evolved species, but all of the same tree that were forced to once again intermingle. So a, a tree that had branched so far out was forced to push itself back in in order to survive. And perhaps that's what's made us as durable as we are. We have a little bit of Neanderthal, a little bit of whatever, and a little bit of whatever else, and uh, perhaps a little bit of something from far out there in the world that, that made us who we are. So very interesting stuff. Uh, somebody's worried about people and cats. Yeah, well, we do have, uh, we do have cats out here. They're very rare. 
and uh, and I'm not talking about kittens. I'm talking about big cats, and uh, I do worry about that because you'll never know. If if a cat gets you, you're done. Uh, they jump out of a tree or they leap out of a bush and you're finished. I don't think you'd have time to even reach for your pistol before you had your throat on the floor. <laughs> Recent scientist uh, map. Oh man, dang it! Uh, scientist map DNA from a Neanderthal that was found in an ice-covered mountain. Be interesting to. Uh, Again, like we talk about bringing dinosaurs back and stuff, but it'd be interesting to bring a Neanderthal back if that was capable. And I'm sure if we live long enough without destroying ourselves, which is highly unlikely, that that will probably happen. Big cats, yeah. Come to Kentucky. We have a little bit of everything here. Yeah, they sure do, man. Bears go the other way. Cats track your ass. Yeah, cycle for you. You're correct. Exactly. Bears kind of, they're on their own thing. They're not really looking for a fight, but a cat, cat's looking at you like possible dinner every time it sees you. Smart on the human predators part in the woods. Me too. That's why I never go into the woods unarmed. You betcha, buddy. Yeah, humans kill people too. But these 411 cases, they're not humans killing humans. This is something else. Uh, DJ says that I win the CB. We haven't drawn it yet. The the winning, uh, the CB drawing is the last Saturday in February. If for some reason that show is canceled, it would be the first Saturday in March. Okay? And all you need to do is uh, put your name in the comment section on the video, and it will be in there. Uh, Jot Dot says, just different races might have been part of a re-emerging process. Again, yeah. We know looking at DNA, and this has been a while, so I, I kind of forget the article, but we know looking at DNA that at one point, all of humanity, right, there were probably, you know, I think they said there was 5 million, it may have been 50 million, but that from 50 million, something happened in history that squeezed the bloodlines down to no more than 500 mating pairs. That means 1,000 people. So that is telling us that something really, really nasty happened on this planet that caused us to completely die off, whether it was a virus. My, I, my feeling is it's no way it's a virus. My feeling is it was definitely a climactic change, probably a rapid change. And, uh, and that also, because of those smaller breeding pairs, is what made us intermingle because uh, survival, we had to survive. And the only way to survive was to push on the lines using maybe a little bit of tainted meat. <laughs> Michael Sean saying stay away from national parks. It seems that way. Still lovely places, but occasionally you do just disappear. Beluga Studios says, what if someone puts more than one comment on the CB giveaway? Well, that would just be downright evil. I will attempt to go through all of them, depending on how many I get, but don't do that. Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> it's a free CB giveaway. We don't we don't want to do that. Rich Cogburn saying, you guys are all great live chatters. Only 33 in the room and no dead space. Yeah, man. Yeah. I got to say, it's like I do these shows and, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like there's hundreds of y'all listening, which is which is really cool. So I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, the Great Flood, Beluga Studios is talking about. Yeah, uh, and that's possible that that was it. I think it probably had something to do with it. It may have been not so much the Great Flood, but what came next. So let's say that a, a large impact from a large, say, 500 megaton or maybe even a 1,000 megaton meteorite impact, right? Lands on the ice sheets of the north, melts the entire ice sheets off, causes a massive and immediate flood within 24 hours. Everything below, say, 400 feet, uh, which is be the majority of humanity living close to the coastlines, would be wiped out. Flooded out, died. So the people who somehow were on mountaintops or peaks or wherever or inland, so far inland or up on a high mountain, they survived. They witnessed this giant flood. But, you know, they're probably, we're talking 20% of the population survives. What happens next as all that evaporated and now cloud vapor hits the atmosphere, causes the entire earth to become kind of cocooned in clouds, 
and then the temperature starts to drop because the sunlight is blocked out, and then we're looking at an ice age. I think between the flood, which took out all advanced civilization and all most of humanity, and then you face an ice age directly after that that lasted many thousands of years, I think that is what squeezed us so hard. And I think we're still coming out of that ice age. Uh, let's see. David Frazier, what do you think about cheap Baofeng radios, good or bad? I think they're, for the price, they're great little radios. I think they actually the uh, the radio that I got from uh, Al, uh, Retrievus or Retrovis, I can't ever pronounce the name right. That HD1 is actually way better radio than the Baofeng, but it's also way more expensive than the Baofeng. So Baofeng for the price, and I think you know the FCC has kind of cracked down on that. I don't think they're going to be selling those here for very much longer. So... But yeah, if you can get one, go for it. Mike Simpson, vegetarian means failed hunters. Yeah, 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 vegetarians. The U5R radio rocks. Yeah, I, I think they're they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, four of those radios. Cool. Well, guys, I appreciate each and every one of you. We're at a hour and fifty three minutes. I am going to say good night to each and every one of you. I want to thank each and every one of you once again. For joining me here at the Midnight Cafe, I hope that uh, if you have come and watched, you will uh, or watch this video, you know, in the coming week, that you will hop on over to the Midnight Cafe and subscribe there, because next Saturday we'll be on again, and uh, hopefully we'll be with a guest who will, you know, we will be discussing something. I don't have anything planned right now. Obviously, we'll cover the news that takes a good 30, 40 minutes, and then we'll take some calls. I'm a little disappointed we didn't get more calls tonight, but you know what? Pfft. It happens. We got two. And two is good. Two is better than zero, right? <laughs> I'm glad you think it was a good episode. Looks like we got some people saying thank you. Good night. Great show. Great man. I, I'm. I hope that you will. Uh, you know. And here, here I have. I have something I want y'all to do. Okay. Uh, I don't really ask favors, right? But I got. I got a favor to ask. If you would go out this week and maybe let family and friends know about this show, maybe give them the website for the Midnight Cafe and tell them. That, uh, you know, there's this crazy guy and his friend that had been doing the show for 20 years and now they're trying to make a go of it online. Uh, maybe that maybe that'll help. Maybe that'll get us, you know, our viewership. I'd love to see, you know, I've done a couple shows where we had 80 or 90 people online at one time. And, of course, this being a little earlier in the night than most of the time, perhaps that's bad timing. But you let me know. And if you think maybe Sundays are better than Saturdays, you let me know on that. But if you guys would do that for me, that would be uh, thanks enough for this evening. And I'm going to play uh, the nice song Trance from my friend Rockin' Woody, a.k.a. Jason. And uh, that's that's kind of going to be our theme song for a while. Eventually, uh, we may change it up, but I kind of dig the tune, and I hope you do too. You take care. Enjoy yourselves. And, uh, well, good night.
That's going to wrap it up tonight. I just uh, want to make a note here. I posted it on the forum. Please feel free to rebroadcast or re-air this program. It is free to air. And I hope you will join us next week here at the Midnight Cafe. I'm your host, Eric, the owner of the Midnight Cafe, saying goodnight. <laughs>